than some putty eye, even if we day old, y'all put your hands up, nah, put your hands down, put them in the ground, mix it with the brown, it's that new sound, even if it's age old, fresher than some putty eye, even if we day old, oh, microbial secret society yes yes we are and you're here with me drake once again uh today it's tuesday the second of june 2020 according to the roman imperialistic calendar that is pressed upon us consciously or unconsciously um I listened to Crow, and I interviewed Crow a bit back, and he has this idea of this thing that he calls the sky clock, the celestial uh, area above, uh, well, area, yeah, space, space time above us, space time, space is time, right? And so if you look out into space, you're actually looking out into time, right? If, if you believe in the, you know, the Einsteinian relativity, uh, space, time, matter, how all those equations are interrelated, how you get to the speed of light, um, which is what we're all in, this crystallized speed of light. Um, so uh, I would say buckle up because I'm about to drive to KL again this week. And it looks like these episodes maybe are getting a bit shorter Maybe they're just me monologuing. Uh, I haven't produced an episode uh, until last week when I recorded, when I also went out to KL to go grab papaya. And, um, you know, due to COVID, COVID-19, things have been a little more stressful on the farm. And I feel like I haven't been able to make it to work because of COVID. Right. Before this, I was working on the streets, working with the people, working with all these wonderful people from around the world who would come to Hawaii and learn about this thing we call Korean natural farming, which in actuality is maybe the, uh, the global earth restoration formulas for a, for a survivable tomorrow. But that would be too much of an acronym. So instead, we just call it Korean Natural Farming. And uh, it's a derivative of what Master Han Chu, Han Kyu Cho has put out lately. Um, he, he's a big believer in this idea of the sovereign farmer and one who knows where and what disease is and how to deal with it and how to create fertility and if you tuned in, I guess, I guess I'm going to make it last week's episode, even though it was short. Um, 
you got to learn about microRNA and how these tiny widgets of biology, um, these, these little, um, yeah, widgets, I mean, what else are you gonna call them? Biological nanobots would be another word. Uh, but they're actually like life and you're compatible. And I was listening to uh, maybe Dr. Zach Bush or somebody else recently on the internet. I, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm not pulling the sources as well as I could, but uh, they were talking, it was on trans fats maybe. And that the trans fats that are generated generate like a, a thing that looks like a rod or a bar, like a piece of rebar, a long, uh, you know, cylindrical thing. But that the trans fats that nature produces and the ones your body wants to interact, these ones, I think, I think this was in relation to margarine somehow. So we were, we were looking into that. But the ones, the, the fats that your body wants to use to repair its cells are actually shaped like a bow, like a, like a bow and arrow, how, how those would be. And so that's, that's a huge difference biologically of how something is metabolized. Because imagine if it's a bow, it's the same length, right? The same length of polysaccharide chains. Um, and say, say it's six nanometers, I don't know. Let's just pick some small measurement. And then take that same bow and bend it and now it becomes maybe like five nanometers or like 5.5 or five, you know, not just six, it becomes a little smaller. And so that gap in between where at one point it was five nanometers or six nanometers and now it's, you know, less than that, that little gap messes up the cell. That's like a hole in the wall, right? That, that, anything and everything can pass through, the defenses are no longer applicable because now you got a gaping hole. And this is what, I, I don't know, somehow is in, in relation to trans fats and how these, these, you know, these, these things that we denature and then we ingest and our body, they said that our digestive system couldn't tell the difference. So if you're, eating something that was artificially created by man, these, these, these um, lipid chains that we haven't seen before. I, I don't know what else that they're, I'm not sure if that's specific as it was fats. So I assume fats have lipids. Um, and I thought they chained up, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I should, again, before the episode, re refresh these things, but I'm happy to hear any you know, corrections on these. But in general, the idea is that, you know, you got these, these, pro, these, these things, they usually are a straight line, or usually are a shaped like a bow, kind of curved. But now they're shaped like a rod, and they're in that gap is is there, damaging your health system. And and this is what they're saying. But but the thing is, I was I was like, okay, well, you're gonna pull out all these denatured fats and replace the fats in your body if you're only eating these denatured, messed up fats. How long does it take your body to completely like fall apart and dissolve? Or is it possible to live with these bad components? Is it, is it just like analogous to running on like loose bearings or something? Like you should tighten them up or, you know, how bad is this health thing? Where what, what they went into was a, a craze. I remember a craze. And if you, 
I remember when I was a kid going to the store and things all of a sudden said no fat, low fat. You know, they made no fat everything. They made no fat, you know, sour cream, no fat chips, no fat anything. And what it, what is it if it's not fat? And Suze was reading the, the book Nourishing Traditions. It's a really interesting book. But it talks about in the very beginning, the first topic they talk about is fats. Because she was saying, and, and, I, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, that fats are some of the harder things to acquire into your body. And also the heart, you know, it's more of a luxury item, right? If, if you look around you, at least where I am right now, I'm driving on the highway, there's lots of greens around me. Like lots of things that could be like fermented that are inedible. But there's very little, very fatty pigs, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. If I want to eat a very fat animal that has a lot of rich fats, and not, not fats that are saturated with toxins and poisons, because in a toxic environment, your body does store toxins in your fats because they're very stable cells. But where can I get the fats and the lards and the sheathing that, that sheathes my, my, um, my nervous system in nature? And it, and it really is in the, in the fats. And, and, and specifically, these are in the animal fats. I, I'm not even sure about plant fats and how, how that works. Someone, someone should come on and interview and do, a, do an episode about plant fats, if you can enlighten me on that. But from what I see is these animal fats, these, these very nourishing lards and, and, um, and you know, bacon grease and this, this fat that's so, that you crave, that you smell the smell of bacon fat, that, that fiery cooking lard. And the human is drawn to that, if, unless, unless you've been like, you know, traumatized by bacon somehow. But, but most people, you know, huli huli chicken, like chicken, chicken being barbecued over a grill on the roadside with, you know, it's just, you pull over and you stop and you got to get a chicken. And people walk away from, from these, you know, eating animals saying, oh, that was the best burger ever. That was the best chicken ever. People rarely say, you know, that was the best potato salad, which is what happened last night, you know, like. No, nobody talks about the side dish, you know? But when there was chicken, man, that chicken was good. You know? And this is, this is the real, the real deal. Oh man, it's a singing bridge, huh? Just had to stop. It's not the easiest to stop on this thing. But it, it, why, why do we talk about the chicken being the best, the meat being the best? Oh, it's the best brisket I ever had in my life, right? In Texas why why because of the fats because of these you know it, like it sure it's proteins right but what is a steak without fat marbled in it that's just like you know seared to perfection or the fat just you know as it's cooking it it it, it cooks the proteins and meat just as if you had sauteed a, a steak in, in bacon grease you know it's just like Mm, those flavors mixing this is the this is the nourishing tradition of life right this this um the fats the oil well the oils i mean i say the oils oils comes out of fats i think right i don't know if oils are actually i think they're just soluble fats right at a certain um at a certain temperature range and i think that's what they meant by when they make 
these fats and they, they hydrogenate them. I think that's what it is. They were making them more or less stable at different temperatures. And by hydrogenating oils or fats, you can change their, then their, um, what they call their rancid, the ability to go rancid or bad when you, when you eat a thing and it just, ah, tastes, tastes like, ah, like cupboards, toe jam. When you eat that rancid oil, um, that, that's no good, but, and, and that's why they hydrogenate oils is to prevent this. They're using rancid oils. So they, they cook it and then they bleach it to pull these different compounds off. And this is the, this is the nasty part of it. You know, that the modern chemistry, you know, Tao science of hydrogenating oils and how to recycle and keep corn oil and vegetable oil around for 20 years and then still pump it into our food supply, you know. And, and this is the, the wicked technology that, that exists. And I, and I say it's wicked. I mean, it's feeding the earth. It's, it's keeping us alive. But I feel it's wicked because it, it's not really disclosed and or the general population, unless you're tuning into the Microbial Secret Society podcast, which so far today, I can't really talk too much about the microbiota and how these are involved. But I was kind of getting into microRNA, I guess. But really to 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 understand that what what drives the microbes and what drives everything what drives life is these fats and these oils these these ways of of getting down i mean that somehow i ended up in this rabbit hole and thanks for coming along with the journey of it i'm i'm also driving through hilo town right now by cans watching businesses just on the street go out of business Basically, everyone's shuttering their businesses. I just see, you know, I don't, I don't know where it is, how it is where you are, but under, understanding them, you know, how our micro society is, is, is getting sick on this level and how it affects the macro picture of like, if we don't work here, you know, if we're not open for your tourist dollars, then you know, I can't pay and buy all this other stuff. What's, what's amazing, I don't know if anyone else has done it, but the, the direct payment, the UBI that just came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, oh, we are in unprecedented times of just some scary stuff, man. Well, that's it for our free episode. So join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode and join the microbial secret society. So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.